0: It's starting to come up, and good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio. Hey, sorry for the delay. We had a little microphone malfunction. That's the first time that's done that here in the Race Time Radio studio. But nevertheless, we are all up and ready to go for tonight's Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight, all live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And live on our YouTube page, as well as RacetimeRadio.com. We got a smoker lined up for you here tonight on the program. Feeling a lot better than I was last week at the same time. Uh, I believe it was COVID-19 that uh, ended up coming through this house and uh, definitely wiped myself out. Uh, Did a a real good number on Suzy Q as well, but... uh, Last Sunday hit me like a ton of wrecks, but feeling a lot better tonight here in the Racetime Radio Studio. Let me tell you we got coming on the show tonight. Uh we're gonna kick things off. Out on Canada's East Coast with a NASCAR champion. Yeah, we got Jason Groves gonna join us, driver of the number seventy-four from Eastbound International Speedway. Uh, we will catch up with Jason here shortly. We'll also hear from J.R. Fitzpatrick. He is the 2022 APC uh, presented by, uh, I still believe, still, uh, but APC. He is the APC champion. We'll hear from J.R. Fitzpatrick. The Quick Quick Super Stock Champion was crowned on Friday night at Delaware Speedway. And it's Pete Van and he will join the show tonight. We'll get off to Canada's East Coast uh, once again and go all the way out to Halifax area. And we'll grab Tim Terry and find out how things all shook out after the big storm hit out there. I know they had a lot of devastation. Uh, racing this weekend was postponed due to the weather conditions. We'll check in with Tim Terry and set the stage for what's coming up next weekend. It is the finale for the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. So we'll check in with Tim Terry in just a bit. We'll make it off to Canada's West Coast. We'll check in with the uh, Super Seal RS1 Cup Series champion. We have Riley Siebert out on that West Coast that's going to join us live. We'll talk to him about his day at Area 27 along with the championship. He uh, finished the season off with two big feature wins, and I look forward to catching up with Riley. We will also attempt to try and get today's NASCAR Penny Series uh, race winner from uh, Delaware Speedway. The cars are on track, less than 100 to go. Uh, They have been battling weather today, but the cars are on track, and they are completing the season Uh, We hope to catch up with the winner. Uh, Brandon Watson, I believe, still in the lead of that one out there, doing a great job in the nine car. Uh, But we'll try and check in with not only uh, the race winner, we'll also uh, try and get a hold of Marc-Antoine Cameron, the 96 Paye Chevrolet. He is the 2022 NASCAR Series uh, champion uh, out there on Canada's East Coast. But what do you say we get to the hotline? And get that first guest up on the hotline, and we'll bring in a three-time, I believe three-time champion in Jason Groves, the driver of the number 74 from Eastbound International Speedway. He's on the hotline with us. What's going on, Jay? How you doing? No, it doesn't sound like we have Jay, so uh, I'm going to drop that line off, so we'll let you reestablish a connection with Jason And I am going to hit this quick break. That's what I'm going to do because I need to do a little mic sorting out here. I'm going to hit this first break. We will be back with you live tonight on Race Time. You got me now. Look at that. Things change on this board overnight. But, uh, yeah, we've got it all sorted out. How are you doing there, champ? uh,
1: Doing pretty good. How about yourself?
0: Not doing too bad at all. Man, you had a good year at Eastbound International Speedway. Now, uh, am I correct in saying that's your third championship or is this actually the fourth one no third it is the third that's what i kind of thought but uh jay time passes and it flies by real fast when you're having fun and uh man that 74 car knows its way around eastbound international speedway how was the season for you uh
1: overall it was a great season we pulled out five wins uh out of a 12 race i believe and a lot of top fives Had a little bit of trouble the last two weeks there. We hit the wall and just never got the car back to where we wanted it for the last race.
0: But overall, it was a good year. So now is that it? The season completed now for you guys? Or do you still have one more special event to run?
1: Uh, As of now, as far as I know, it's all completed.
0: It is. eh? It's wrapped up for the year. Uh, Post-pandemic, man, it's got to feel good to get that thing out of the way and to get things back on track. Did it feel like more of a natural year, Jason?
1: Oh, definitely. Everything felt, you know, everything was back to normal. Uh racing was good. It was it was good to be back at it.
0: Man, it and good to hear too that uh you, you were right back on it. How many feature wins did you come away with? Uh five. Five. Wow. Follow-up, that's yeah. not not a bad year at all. Uh were they scattered throughout the course of the season or did you heavy them up in different locations?
1: It seemed like after uh, the start of the year we pulled off, I think it was three pretty quick and just it was a couple after that, but the first year is where
0: we – that's where we capitalized on. Oh, man. And to get that points lead and to uh, be able to keep the pressure run, so to speak, uh, you, you run against a real tough cast of characters out there on Canada's east coast, right out on the rock. Uh, probably no different this year, Jay, than it's ever been. Uh, did it seem tougher this year? Was it uh, – uh, did you have a, a, an easier time with it, or was it, uh, in fact, tougher?
1: Uh, definitely wasn't easy. It was definitely a hard battle there with a few cars. A few guys had some trouble up start of the year, which made it a little bit more easier. But overall, it was definitely a tough year, but we hold on the lead and kept the deer, so that's all that, that matters.
0: Uh, and that's the way to have it. How about the crew? Did you have the same crew, guys? I you know your dad, yourself, and... Uh man, you got a real good solid crew. Did you have any new crew members this year same old cast of characters?
1: Oh we had all the same guys. Um, uh, you know, with Fonsteer keeping the cars going, two cars going is definitely putting two cars great out on the racetrack, I tell you that.
0: Yeah, and how did Owen make out this year? I guess that's that's your teammate, correct?
1: Yep, yep. Uh he finished second overall. He was one chasing us there at the end, so
0: we had to make sure we had to keep ahead of him. Ah, chomping at the bit, that youngster. Uh, He's been a shining light uh, since he got out of that bandolero and jumped into that late model. Man, that kid has not skipped a beat. He's got to be one of the toughest competitors you face out there.
1: Yeah, definitely. When he's uh, on his game, he's definitely one of the top ones to beat for sure, definitely.
0: Now, I know he definitely wouldn't move over, and I know you wouldn't move over for him, as the uh, races all unfold, what's it like having a teammate? Because I know you used to fly solo yourself.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a bit different, but when it comes down to when you're going for the win, you know, you got to. sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do to go for the win.
0: <laughs> I can well imagine. Uh, guys like Phil Fowler out there, uh, uh, Wayne Walsh, another, the 99 car, uh, Wayne, always a tough competitor. Did Wayne run much this year? Was he out there with you?
1: Yep, Wayne Wayne ran a a full season. He had a few uh, hard races off the start, but he was definitely uh, always there competing for the win.
0: Now, did he run Chevrolet or did he run typical Dodge? I know he's always been the Dodge guy, but uh, the last time I spoke with him, which was quite a while back, uh, I know he was flirting with dropping a Chevrolet in there and trying to gain some of the advantages that a Chevy would have over a Dodge as if he needed any kind of advantage
1: seemed like uh, I think sit said the first year he might have had his dodge in, but he had a bit of trouble, and then after that he put the shave in, and he finally uh, when he put a good motor in, he finally got fast again. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah no surprise there. Uh, you guys always do a great job. Uh, the track with the uh, <coughs> excuse me uh, w- with the Pindy series uh, making its debut out there on the Rock this year. Uh, we did see some different changes. At the facility, nothing major to the racing surface, but there was definitely changes at the facility. Uh, did they all lend itself well uh, to you guys on a regular uh, on a regular basis?
1: Yeah, overall wasn't too bad. The front stretch de- widened out, probably extra five six feet, so that was good. You know, to get that more arc going into turn one, um, I like that. The back stretch was a bit different with the wall there. Uh, and entering turn one they added some Jersey Bears entering and on the bottom, and that was a little bit different to get used to at first.
0: Ah, Yeah, yeah, this sort of narrows your window up a bit. It would be kind of nice, as mentioned there, on the exit of like, coming off turn four, to have a little more run room out there would be kind of nice, oh, uh, but it would definitely change your line going around that speedway, wouldn't it?
1: It definitely, definitely changed it. A lot actually, but uh, more than you realize if you use the track like some guys didn't really use that extra bit of pavement, but when you used it, it definitely helped out a lot.
0: Now, there was a big storm out there this weekend. I know it hit uh, uh the Maritimes real hard uh and, and I know it really nailed uh the far end of uh, uh nova or er, not nova scotia well yeah nova scotia, but uh Newfoundland uh hit uh, Port of Wasser pretty big. How about your end of uh, the the rock? Were things okay out there?
1: Yeah, we had pretty good. We had a little bit of wind there for a while and a little bit of rain overnight, but overall wasn't too bad. But Port of Aspen hit pretty hard, and uh, they got a lot of damage down that way.
0: Yeah, our thoughts go out to absolutely everybody out there in the Maritimes that was affected and, of course, Newfoundland. Uh, You guys don't need any more Uh, after coming off a pandemic and, uh, you guys always seem to get, you know, get the edge of that storm. Uh, nice to hear that the, you know, the St. John's, uh, you know, maybe Conception Bay area got a little bit of relief this time and didn't get nailed uh, with everything. Uh, not to say that it's good that the other end got it, but uh, normally that's you guys getting her all hammered up.
1: Yeah, yeah, we had pretty good this time.
0: Yeah, incredible. So uh, now Jason Groves, seventy-four, the champion at eastbound international speedway uh will you be making the trip i would take it back to charlotte to collect all the hardware uh
1: if they have something this year i would think we probably would uh, but we haven't heard nothing yet if they are having the banquet this year or, or not because last year we they done something at daytona for our uh, championship so we went to daytona for speed weeks and we done found here, so i don't know what their plan is this year
0: Ah, so did you get a a chance to hang around and catch the the action at New Smyrna and, uh, you know, to do up all this stuff for Speed Weeks at all?
1: Yeah, we spent, uh, I think it was two or three nights at uh, New Smyrna and uh, one at Daytona and out to Volusia for a night. So we made uh, five days, I think it was just go watch some racing.
0: (laughs) Man, those dirt cars at Volusia County, tell me they don't put a show on. Oh, I thought it was exciting, definitely. Incredible. Uh, I-, I can see you one day, Jason, uh, jumping in and taking a car. I know it's a hell of a haul for you guys, or it would be, uh, but can you see yourself doing it one day? Uh,
1: I'd definitely like to. I can't say it ever happened, but definitely would
0: love to. You betcha. Uh, so, the plan now. Of course, you're going to soak up this championship, uh, take all the accolades that are involved with it, but... Let's take a look down the road. What are you thinking for 2023? Is there uh, another shot at it? Do you want to go do it again? Or what's the thought heading into the future?
1: Um, Right now, I haven't really taught much on it. Uh, After you finish the year, you're just relaxing for a bit. Maybe in a month's time or so, we'll start thinking about it and see what what we're going to do. But I really don't have a plan yet.
0: Well, and there's nothing wrong with that. Man, the championship is only a, what, a little better than a week old. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that that was a hard championship. How is the car? What do you got to do to it to get it ready for next year? Or is it pretty well set to go?
1: Well, from last year to this season, we never done a thing with her. We just put her in the garage. We wouldn't even plan on going racing this year. And then her fans decided... The night before, give me a text and said, yep, yeah, we'll get the car ready. And I said, sure, we've never done anything with her yet. Yeah. And next thing you know, we got her at the garage. Next morning, we trailer the board trailer and went in, and we won the header weekend, and we never even touched her from the year before. This them. year, we definitely got a bit of work to do to try to get her back to. If we do decide to go back at it and get her ready for next year, we got a lot of work to do, I think.
0: <laughs> never skipped a beat. That's you, Jason Gross. Love watching you on that racetrack. Uh, man you were always one of my favorites Uh, as a fan looking out uh, and watching you guys uh, so many good cars so many potential winners that can be uh, in victory lane kind of cool that you did it five times in 2022 and picked up your third championship sponsorship on that number 74 I know they got to mean a ton to you who did you have on there this year
1: we had uh, G. Grows and Sons and A. St. George and Dave's Towing this year.
0: Good lineup, good solid support. Uh, you've had a lot of them uh, for quite a while.
1: Yeah, uh, Dave's Towing was a new one this year, but A. St. George and G. Grows and Sons, they were the ones with us all the time. And we had a few other ones that uh, last year, but uh, hopefully some of them will be back again next year.
0: Do you think maybe, Jay, we're going to see you one day in that Pro Stock Tour uh, <laughs> You would fit that series like a glove as well. Do you ever got any aspirations of, you know, maybe doing something like Pharaoh's doing? You know, jumps into that tour. Uh, it's a it's a monumental task where you got to, you know, always zip across over to the mainland. But uh, man, you'd fit that series like a glove.
1: It's uh, something we definitely thought about. Like I know every now and then when we get a text come true and fancy send uh, pictures of a car's for sale or something. So I guess you never know what can happen there. But it's definitely a thought that we always talk about.
0: well and uh, you know speaking with mike james and uh i stay up quite a bit with phil fowler and speaking to some of the guys uh sounds like there was invita- invitationals either done this year or lined up to go this year and it sounds like there's a few po- pro stocks coming together out on the rock
2: yeah they're
1: they're trying to get something together but it's uh it's not easy because i guess well, the car tanks are getting lower this year than probably they should so to bring another series in it's definitely going to be hard to keep the car counts
0: up yeah and it is it is and you know that's not just on the rock uh, uh you know car counts were uh, down oh everywhere everywhere you look but i got a sneaky suspicion that come 2023 uh, guys are going to get a chance to reload and you know maybe some of the ones that were on the sidelines this year will be back in behind the wheel and uh, it would be great to see absolutely everybody back out and uh, get some of those other competitors back in there and bolster those uh, car counts and numbers. And uh, it would be kind of cool to see everything sort of get back to normal uh, pre-pan- pre-pandemic uh, from a car count standpoint as well. Uh, great to see the race fans, though. Man, they showed up out in uh, eastbound. They lo- it- it- a lot of crowds look fantastic this year.
1: Yep, yeah, the fan team league was pretty good. It was, uh, good to see because that's what's going to keep our sport going for sure. And um, we have a lot of support out there. That's definitely true.
0: Well, good job on you for doing everything that you did. Uh, you know, uh, congratulations to you and the crew, uh, to all your sponsors, and uh, way to go, man. Uh, a third championship, uh, and I can't wait to find out what you're going to end up doing uh, through the off-season to get ready for next year. Hopefully you do get ready for next year and defend that championship. Uh, you're definitely one that fans love watching, and that's 74 car, man. Always a threat every time you get into a race. Very, very cool.
1: Thanks, Joel. And I just want to thank all my team and, like I said, all my sponsors and my family and them for putting up with me at this racing and and – Call from
0: there. You betcha. Jason Groves, thanks so much for the time tonight. It took us two weeks to do it, but, uh, hey, we got her done, and I'll be in touch with you through the off season. I'll be shaking your chain halfway through the year, and we'll find out what's happening in the middle of the winter with that 74. Sounds good. You betcha, brother. Uh, thanks so much for the time. Uh, thanks, Danielle, for hooking us up as well, buddy. You bet. That is Jason Groves, driver the number 74, the champion at Eastbound International Speedway. Uh, They are a NASCAR-sanctioned speedway, and that's the third NASCAR title for Jason Groves. Uh, you got to put Wayne Walsh in there as a past champion as well. Um, I do believe now, I, I don't know for sure, but I would think Josh Collins has got one of those championships as well. I could be wrong on that. It could be right in between Jason Groves and uh, Wayne Walsh uh, collecting all those titles. Uh, But I'll tell you, you you get an opportunity next summer. You want to make it to eastbound International Speedway. And uh, you want to see that driver right there. And the 74 uh, does a great job behind the wheel. Uh, And congratulations to uh, absolutely all of them on that 74 team. Okay, we're going to hit, actually, a planned break now. When we come back, we're going to have the APC 2022 champion. He did it last night at, uh, at Delaware Speedway. The number 84, J.R. Fitzpatrick, is going to join us live here on Race Time Radio next. Stay there. time to get back to the racetracks for over 30 years quick quick fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one two three there's no need for kindling or paper just pop your quick quick fire starter in the pit add your wood and presto you're a pro Quickwick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology.
3: If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody? This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to East Street Radio, your home Great. away
4: from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Hey, this is JP from Peterborough Speedway. This Thanksgiving weekend, October the 7th and 9th, we're hosting our annual Autumn Colors Classic, the biggest racing event in Ontario. Three days of racing action at Peterborough Speedway, presented by Lucas Oil in Pure Country. Right, man, you're ready to go. This year, the Speedway hosts ten divisions of racing action, with the best drivers in the country appearing. Friday, it's first-round qualifying for the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Super Stocks, Legends, Hot Rods, along with the Young Gun Racing. all you gotta do. Gates will open at five, and racing will start at six. Saturday, October the 8th, it's second-round qualifying action with B features. The late models and junior late models, along with Outlaw Midgets added to the bill. Sunday, October the 9th wraps it all up with feature events for all divisions, including the late model Electric City 167. Pierre Speedway in Pure Country bring you to Crown Jewel Racing, the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic Weekend of October the 7th and the 9th. Visit Pieros to book your tickets in advance. Good job, driver. Good job! Gentlemen, start!
3: You're injured! Welcome back to Racetime Radio.
5: I think I
0: like it too. And welcome back, everybody! Live tonight on Racetimeradio.com, dot live on Sirius XM, and live on our new YouTube channel at RaceTime Radio TV. Uh Sure, glad you could all tune in live here tonight. Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And let's welcome in the 2022 APC champion, the number 84, J.R. Fitzpatrick. He did it, and he did it in style. Last night at Delaware, he joins us on the hotline. What's going on there, J.R.? How are you? I'm
6: doing good. How are you?
0: Good. Congratulations on the championship, man. I know how much this one means to you. Uh, you guys really worked your butt off to get this one.
6: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's definitely... Uh a big deal for our team considering how, how rough last year went and how we really didn't really know what our future was going to be. Not necessarily, uh, wasn't necessarily looking very positive, but, uh, just one of those deals. We just fell back in love with it and we went at it strong this year. And I think switching manufacturers was a huge plus for us. It just gave me that feel in the car that, um, I've been missing for the last few years and, uh, Great!
0: It uh, definitely gives us some confidence going into the playoffs. Uh, Jr., you hit your stride each and every time in that race car this year. Uh, I get—I think back over the series and I didn't miss a lap. And I can't remember one night where I looked and I went, "Wow!" The eighty-four of uh, Fitzpatrick is off by a country mile here tonight. I know you struggled a couple times in practice. But man, by the time it was uh, green flag time, yeah, Teddy McAllister and that whole eighty-four mighty key bunch—you uh, guys got that car just a rocking and a rolling right where you wanted it.
6: Yeah, the thing is, with practice this year, is uh, we we're all on a tire inventory, and I—I I think a lot of guys played that inventory uh, with different strategies. I suppose. I mean. Uh, I'll be honest, I I was on my tire inventory all the way up until, I believe, the last double race, and it was one of those deals where you got to start looking for tires because, you know, with all them heat cycles on them, after all those weeks, all those laps on them, you, it came to a point you're not learning anything, so everybody was playing the tire game. Really, practice didn't mean anything other than just the feel, you know, and then when it came down to it, we didn't know if we were fighting tire or not, so there was a couple times, you know, we were 15th or 16th in practice, but you know i just like for example sunset when we were in practice there we were 15th and i really didn't know if the car was that bad or if it was just tired so we just put the car all back like how we offloaded and sure enough we're in the race and we we, we laid it to them that night the car was literally awesome that night so uh yeah the the team's been working hard it's been a stressful couple weeks leading up to this because we had about a month off there and we just replaced a lot of worn out stuff and bolt checked it and cleaned it a bunch and uh you know, there is a such thing as over-preparing, and I think we might have been a little over-prepared for the weekend, but uh, it's great that, you know, we got it done, and a little disappointed with the race, only because the car had tremendous amount of speed. We were definitely a top five car, and then I blistered a right front tire, um, so we'll look into why that happened, and, and uh, move on.
0: Shea Gemma wins the race last night, but J.R., you ended up winning the war. Uh, I, I know you didn't want to race big picture. I heard you and Clinton Jeffrey uh, early in the night before the green come out, and uh, he alluded to it, said, J.R., tonight, this is your title to lose. Uh, are you going to, uh, you know, big picture race, or what is the plan? And uh, I, I know your response was, man, I hate racing like this. But I do have to, for my crew, for absolutely the full effort, we do have to big picture race a wee bit. Uh, but I could see it in the closing laps. JR, you almost took it through that big picture out the window and just went for the win. I could see it. <laughs>
6: yeah, a major part of that is my spotter, Steven. I mean, he's uh, he's really good at keeping me cool, and remembering what the big picture is, and and yeah, it's tough, you know, like when we we're, were battling up the third there with Triton Lossage, and I think we were better than him, just being very careful because I didn't want to spin him and have to go to the back, um, just if that ever would have happened. And, and then while I was behind him, that's when the steering wheel started shaking, and I thought, oh, I think I'm getting flat, and I was just like 20 to go, but it was the blistering right front, so I just literally rolled over and let everybody go, that caught me, and and yeah, as a racer, that sucks, you don't want to do that, but um, I mean, it you earn other people's respect, and uh, hopefully one day they return the favor to me. And uh, hey, we came home, we we won the championship, and uh, it was great to see Shea win because he he's been a, he was one of those drivers, excuse me, that I think would have been uh, battling for this championship if he didn't have such bad luck. Um, if if that luck ever uh, moves on, I think he would be definitely the next up and coming guy to watch because he's been fast everywhere and, and he laid a whipping on all of us at Delaware last night and uh, won the great Canadian 300 weekend.
0: Yeah, big, big. And it was huge. What a great weekend of racing. Uh, I'm just sort of tuned in to the NASCAR Pindy series finale right now. And they just had the big one. I don't know whether you've got it on in the background, but J.R., uh, that's something that the APC series did not do all season long. Out of all the events, normally You know, we end up with a stinker or two throughout the course of the year where there's a bunch of hurt feelings, there's a bunch of tore-up race cars. And, uh, you know, it it happens in racing, but it didn't this year in the APC Series. Everybody kept their their, their game on, and the respect seemed to be there all season long. Did it feel like that inside the car as well?
6: I mean, I think... Everybody had their own little individual issues. I mean, I signed to it as probably, uh, I don't know, four or five guys. Um, you know, whether it was, you know, I moved them out of the way and they didn't appreciate it. And, or I, you know, I think there was another guy where a restart or something. I, I got into him and I ruined his day because he topped the fence. And just, it, it's just a product of, you know, how close everybody is and how strong the racing is. Um, but, you know, today all those guys had issues with me on the championship. So, I, you know, I think a lot of the issues that some of the drivers have in APC, everyone knows it's not personal. It's just the competition's so close. I mean, everybody, I believe yesterday in qualifying, I think there were 13 guys under a track record. I mean, that's pretty impressive. That speaks for, you know, the tech of APC. That speaks for the competition, all the teams. Uh, everybody's just so close. So, You know, we really only had one race where there's a big wreck where there's three cars that were hurt pretty bad, but the product's getting better every year, and and the competition is just insane. I mean, uh, you know, Delaware's not my best track, but in practice I was, you know, really driving for all I could, and the best I could get was an O out of that car, and there were guys running low 90s, so pretty amazing how how strong the competition is, and and when you're that close, you know, there's going to be some bumping and banging hurt feelings, but I have a feeling that... uh, At the end of October, there, I'm pretty sure everybody
0: will buy each other a drink. And like new track record, as mentioned, uh, we've seen now late models into the 17 second bracket on uh, on a half mile track. That is truck that's trucking. Now, don't matter how you cut it, uh, you guys were just literally flying around there. Jr. uh, Now you got the championship. Now the pressure is off. You get a chance to celebrate this one. Uh, we know early in the season uh, you were you know, putting them up and laying them down at Flamborough Speedway on the Saturday night program. Uh, we've got Autumn Colors Classic Weekend coming up, the 29th annual at Peterborough Speedway. Uh, the Pro Late Model 167 is to come there. Uh, you've got Frostoberfest coming up next weekend at Flamborough. Uh, what's the thoughts? What are you going to be doing? I can't imagine you're going to be sitting on the couch.
6: No. So this Saturday we're going to have uh, Saturday coming up. We're going to have our team over and and have a barbecue and celebrate, um, enjoy ourselves. And uh, and then on Sunday we're going to go to the the final Triple Crown race because we're actually leading the, the Triple Greysdale Triple Crown point standings for the that race. Uh, so that would be on the Sunday of the October Fest special at Flamborough and then yeah I'm probably gonna go to Peterborough. Uh, Peterborough um, it's just a track I love and uh, we were really good when we were there before. Um, just kind of waiting on rules packages and because you know they try and incorporate the limited late model in the show and so you know we have, to, we have to change our car quite a bit to go so it won't be the same package as I ran APC there but we um, just got to wait on rules and tires and and whatnot and uh go see if we can claim another uh electric city 167 win there too and then and really that'll be it i just plan on doing those too um you know eventually i always said maybe one day i'd love to venture down to the us like three weeks or something to do some racing down there but you know it all takes money and and uh nowadays i'm pretty content just doing what i've been doing
0: and you're doing a great job at it there's nothing wrong with doing what you're doing i can guarantee you that nice to see the old boy was there for the championship your dad john was in the house last night he would have been pretty proud and pretty happy
6: yeah both my mom and my dad were there uh two of my older sisters were there uh, and my brother in laws and my nieces so uh, a lot of people came to enjoy the show and we had a lot of friends and um for may.com and yeah it was a lot of fun uh you know the the show got ended pretty early so we got to celebrate a little bit uh nobody can celebrate as long as my buddy stretch he was up the latest <laughs> but we definitely enjoy ourselves and uh tonight i'm just kind of taking it easy and tomorrow we're gonna offload the car and, and get back at her and see if we can win on the weekend.
0: Well, I know you still got a couple now that you're going to be doing. Uh, uh, Oh, question for you. And I was hoping, I I called John earlier today, hoping to get Caselli maybe on this show by the end of the night uh, to talk to him about Uh, Frostoberfest. There was talk, JR, and you may even know the answer to this one, uh, (laughs) with the one Grisdale Triple Crown race getting rained out. Uh, Is there going to be two main features in the Grisdale Triple Crown Uh, this coming weekend or is there just going to be the one?
6: Uh, they were trying to figure out how they were going to do that. They were trying to incorporate like a 150 lapper or, or do double points or something like that. But I honestly think it's just going to be a, a wash on the second one and, uh, just do the normal 100 laps. Uh, just stick to the normal program. I think that's, I think that's a smart move on Flamborough's behalf. Um, just because i don 't know how many cars we 're going to get, I hopefully we get a lot, but just it 's just one of those deals right at the end of the year, a lot of people are are spent they 're wore out you know they want to spend more time with their family they 've gone all summer, so I think you 'll see about the same amount of, of late malls as we see at the first show, which I believe was fifteen mm-hmm. um, but you never know because i i 've heard rumors there 's a driver coming that hasn 't raced in quite a few years, and he 's a multi track champion there, so there 's going to be uh a few new, new old faces, I guess you could say. So, I think, I think 15 to 17 cars would be good. And, uh, yeah, if they all just let me win a triple crown deal for once, <laughs> that'd be great.
0: I don't think that anybody's gonna be letting you do, uh, a- anything that you, uh, want to do. Uh, just like forever JR, you're gonna have to go out there and earn it. Uh, I know that's the way you love doing it. Uh, but, uh, in Flamborough Speedway, uh, that's one track. I think you could do that track blindfolded and still come away with the top one or two.
6: Yeah, that's that's basically where I started my full-size uh, stock car career, I guess, with Lambro in 2002. I was 13 in a late model. And yeah, it's just one of those tracks I just feel very comfortable with. Obviously, it's 25 minutes down the road. We used to test there a lot with the Pinties and, and late models, and when I built Street stocks, TQ Midges, I've driven a lot of different cool cars there, and you know, if I was to do uh, some extra racing next year, it'd be cool if I get some kind of program in any kind of car to to race more and support Flamborough, um, you know, or maybe even Delaware Speedway because I'm really loving that place. The vibe there was incredible last night. I mean, man, when we came to the green, and all those folks in the stands had their cell phone lights on. It was it was pretty incredible. Um, um, so yeah, hopefully maybe next year I can support a few more tracks with their local shows. I just gotta figure out what kind of division I'd want to do it in and, and hopefully do a little bit more racing. But uh, definitely would love to take this car to the IWK P50 next year. I really want to get back there. We had an opportunity to go this year. It's just, you know, with the cost of fuel and all that, a lot of my team members couldn't make the adventure, so we just kind of pulled a plug on it. And it wasn't with my own team, so it wouldn't have really been the same. Uh-huh. Maybe if we plan soon enough and early enough, we can make something happen there.
0: Oh, tell me that wouldn't be cool. Uh, that 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 would be uh, that that would be extraordinary, Jr. Unfinished business down there. Uh, you my uh, you fit like a glove no matter where you jump in. But that race right there uh, to 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 go with all you do and all you've done in two uh, two thousand and twenty two. Uh, that would be really, really cool to see you out there. The other one, I think, would fit you like a glove that you've really got to look at, and I know it's a hell of a haul, but that Rattler 300 to kick the year off in April out on Canada's West Coast. JR, that Penticton Speedway and you at that track, man, I'll tell you what, it would be some cool to see you roll in there.
6: Yeah, I think I, we've, we've talked about that too. It's just, it was kind of a, I think now that they have a year under their belt of how they made all that happen, and uh, I would like to be one of the only Ontario guys to make it, because uh, the logistics are are pretty wild. Uh, It was a few weeks before our first race, uh, and we weren't ready at the time. So, yeah, I mean, there's always those events you want to go to, right? Like, I would like to try and venture off into New Brunswick a little bit next year, because there's a couple tracks there I'd love to get to that look really cool, and and yeah, it's just one of those deals, you know. You you, you start traveling around, or you just
7: do the tour, or it's
6: a lot of things to think about over the winter. We got lots of time. Car's in good shape still, so we don't have a lot to do to it. Uh, just some updates, and yeah, we'll just see. We'll see what we can do.
0: And needless to say, the '84 car not for sale. Right? You're going to hang on to this one. Well, it's
6: funny. So uh, I actually had someone to ask if I wanted to sell it, and, and my wife Alora right away says no. Nah. because uh i have had two race cars that have really been really good to me and it was that old old hampy car that we ended up selling to Kyle steckley to make his first few starts with that car we won the flamborough uh track championship with and it was just an unbelievable car if we would have revamped it over the winter we could have did great things with that car and then uh, it was the same car i took the iwk 250 um that year, mm-hmm. and then, um, it was my 2018 APC winning car, which is the same car I won the off car championship with. So uh, the big boss tells me it's not happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, you hang on to this one. You can get another full season out of it. No questions asked. <laughs> Jr, congratulations on the championship. Now this is your second APC title. Is this one any sweeter than the first one? Was this one harder to get than that one? Any thoughts there?
6: Uh, They always get sweeter because the competition is a lot harder. I mean, it's only our fourth full-time season in APC, and we won two championships, so it's definitely something to be proud of because I've done selective starts here and there, and then about three quarters of the season when I started in the 37 camp, and then it was what i do i missed two races in 2020 so hey it's just uh it's been great i mean uh i've always said to people you know if you took the the rule book from day one of the apc to now things are a lot more clarified and clear and and when you go through tech it's literally the room of doom now you know you don't get away with anything so it's a stressful time getting through there but i give uh obviously our tech guy daryl timmerman and the apc tour a lot of credit because I've always said that uh, a good tour is always uh, is always backed by a good tech because you know you could uh, let anything go and watch how crazy it gets. So this one feels really good just knowing how close all the cars are, and I had a lot of fun this year, right? Because uh, being under the McCall banner, is when you go test or when you learn something, you're you're collectively earning and gaining notes, uh, which um, agreed upon everybody is you're supposed to share so and that's what we did and uh you know the first couple races when we were winning there i thought we had a little bit of an edge and then and then everyone catches up right so you just got to keep working and 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 thankfully the the guys i've gotten to work with from mccall's are just uh unreal uh very smart love bouncing ideas off with them and 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 just it's been incredible it's been a lot of fun
0: well, wow, and it shows. It shows in the results, and it definitely shows on you. JR, congratulations on the championship. Hey, what's the win total at this year with uh, all you've done? I know you had some wins to kick off Lambro Speedway. What's the win total? I bet you got that stat sitting right off to the side of the mind.
6: <laughs> yeah, I think we won 10 out of 15 or 16. I can't remember. It's definitely 10 wins either out of fifteen or sixteen races, I believe.
0: Wow. Good, good running. And you got two more potentials coming up, right? Yeah, well. yep,
6: definitely. So it's definitely not as many races we wanted to run this year, but with the modified we got to run in those Flamborough races and then when Chris House allowed me to drive his awesome race car at Flamborough for the first triple crown, we won that. So yeah, I'm pretty certain sure it's ten or eleven but I think it's ten out of fifteen or sixteen races.
0: Well, congratulations on all of them. And I know we uh, will always have your seat shined up here, as we will, the winner for next week uh, right here on Race Time Radio. But we always got to thank you for your time tonight. And uh, congratulations to you and the family and uh, just the whole crew and absolutely everybody. Give those sponsors a hit, man. I know they mean a ton.
6: Yeah, thank you. And uh, obviously a good friend of mine, Dave Wood, Huge help to me, and uh, not just on the race car, just in general. Um, H2GO Mobile Wash, good friend of mine from high school. <laughs> uh, ATV Depot up in Sabo Beach. They've been with me since 2019, and just a great partnership. Uh, Cambridge Rigging Equipment Express, um, TransAxle Heavy Duty Truck and Trailer Parts, great group there. Um, done a lot of work with them, and, and they've been with my... Team since I owned a super sock team, which we won two championships with in 2012. So he's been around a long time. Um, just, just everybody, man. I've, I've, it's just been a great year. Can't say enough about everybody.
0: Dynamite stuff, Jr. Thanks for the time tonight. You go relax a bit and uh, get ready to go. You got to, You tell Teddy to get that machine fired up. He's got some dancing to do.
6: Yeah, no kidding. All right, sounds good.
0: You betcha, Jr. Fitzpatrick, driver the number 84 your 2022 APC Series champion. And, man, what a suiting night last night. Uh, Again, congratulations to the three-car Shea Gemmel. I know Sue is going to grab Pete Vanderweis. We're going to get Pete on the hotline. He is the uh, Superstock, uh, Quick Quick Superstock Series uh, champion. Uh, And we're going to get him up on the hotline right now. And uh, we'll, we'll speak with Petey and get his feel uh, for what all went down. You know, he had heartbreak at uh, Delaware Speedway. A week before, he was uh, 10 points to the good, going to go into the Superstock uh, Points Championship there at Delaware, and, uh, man, the wheels fell off the car, uh, and it broke Petey's heart for the night. Uh, but look at this as a race team. You know he's a crafty veteran. When the guys take that car back to the shop, fix everything that needed to be fixed and then head out on Friday night under the lights at Delaware Speedway and go out and chase down a championship and there was a load of cars that could have come away with that championship uh, but it was the seven car of Peef coming away with that championship and he joins us right now on the hotline what's going on Petey how are you?
2: I'm doing great. How are you doing, Joe?
0: Good, fantastic, man! Congratulations on the quick, quick Superstock Championship. You did it, buddy.
2: Thanks, pal. It was uh, definitely a, a big redemption from uh, from the weekend before.
0: Oh, yeah! Uh, talk about the uh, uh, the agony of defeat the week before uh, into what was a stupendous night, uh, Friday night under the lights. And man, those guys didn't make it easy on you, Petey. You earned this one.
2: We definitely did. I mean, uh, we got home from uh, from the track on Friday night and had a funeral on Saturday morning and a wedding on Saturday night. So uh, Sunday morning, the boys showed up at the shop and we got everything all tore apart and started putting everything all back together, fabricating lowers and spindles and upper control arms and remounting the sway bar and, and getting everything all back together. We didn't make it in time to go testing on Monday night, but uh, we sure got uh, a ton of work done. In a short period of time, and we seemed to get it pretty close for uh, for Friday night for practice. We were off a little bit, and I think we were fourth or fifth fastest in practice, but uh, we made some more changes before qualifying, and we hit something, and we were able to break a road track record and, uh, and, and, you know, and qualify in the pole by, by over a tenth and a half on uh, the second-place car.
0: Oh, man, that's kind of unnerving, too, right? When you're you're looking for just this little bit. Uh, that's gonna you know put you into maybe a little bit better of a comfort zone, but you know that if you make these changes and it happens to go the other way, uh, you got nowhere to turn, right? Uh, it's a fifty lap feature. It's gonna be bang bang. You know it's gonna go fast. Uh, Pete, that the guys did a stupendous job and gave you exactly what you needed under you uh, to go out there and uh, and uh, to to get done what needed to be done. Uh, I know in uh, Victory Lane, uh, you were off to the side as the champion. Uh, You didn't win the race. uh, And they were doing the calculations, and you could almost hear the calculators burning it up. And I was doing the same thing here, going, is it Pete or is it like one of the other seven guys that it could have been? And lo and behold, uh, they came out with the announcement that it, in fact, was you. And, man, you could see the relief on your face, buddy, and it looked fantastic.
2: Well, there was definitely a relief without question. We kind of knew what uh, when we got the lead, we knew that we had that extra point that we got with the extra lead, that uh, we knew that we were in pretty good shape where Garrett was running. And, you know, and, and unfortunately, Lane was uh, got caught up with that drive shaft in qualifying, and they got caught up in that other incident, you know, midway through uh, the race, having to come and serve from the back, so that was unfortunate for him. But uh, we just kind of monitored where uh, where Garrett was and where we were and, you know, monitoring how, uh, you know, Rick Spencer-Wall was coming at us. And once he got to my bumper, my spotter just said, Pete, just let him go. You've got this. If you finish second, you're pulling away from the 17. Just keep going, and uh, you've got this in the bag. So we, we we were 99.9% sure. While they were tabulating and doing all the calculating, we were 99% sure, but I didn't really want to get emotionally involved at that point until they actually uh, came out and said it.
0: Yeah, and I don't blame you. Nothing would be, uh, you know, if someone just slipped and missed a point here, a point there, and then all of a sudden they're going to come back and say, oh, sorry, Pete, not you. Uh, And that would suck. Uh, Good good to know that you got to, you know, make sure that everything is the way it is. But, uh, man, the QuickWick really has gone to the hip and and created something here in the APC series uh, that that is really, truly unique. Watching the Superstock class. Uh, there's such a variety of car and, you know, talent to go along with it. Kind of cool to see the byproduct of everything on the racetrack. And it was a cool series this year.
2: Yeah, you know, and it absolutely is. And I mean, uh, you know, the APC cars are, you know, I consider them almost like an F1 car. The technology uh, that's evolved with those cars over the years from when we previously ran uh, the Prolate models. I mean, you know, with the bump stops, the bump springs, I mean, everything that they've got going on in those cars is so wildly different than uh, it was back when I was racing back in, uh, you know, 07 and 08. And uh, and then coming back last year with, uh, with the super stock and, you know, virtually with the stock clip and, you know, the Camaro clip and the big spring, et cetera, it was more back to my old traditional cast car, you know, realm. And it was more of an understanding of what I had, what we could do with the car as far as knowledge from setups so it made it you know transitionally just made it a whole lot easier first to get back into it and then this year you know building that new car and, and going the metric way that we did with uh with McCall and Burt McCall and them guys it just made uh you know made it challenging at the beginning to try and get to get that figured out but we got it sorted out and tried a bunch of different things and kept working on it and tweaking on it and, and we've got uh we've got that car pretty dialed in now
0: yeah you sure do we got a couple big special events uh i'm not sure if superstock uh, plays a role at either end. I do believe so, though. At Fest at Flamborough Speedway, uh, coming up next weekend, and then of course uh, the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic weekend at Peterborough Speedway. Does uh, the Seven Bunch have their eyes sort of focused in on anything uh, from from here forward?
2: We are, we are we are contemplating on running at Flamborough next Sunday, uh, the Autumn Colors. Probably not, because it's a and there's there's a ton of classes that race that weekend, and it's it's just a big weekend to be away from you're gone you're gone for basically three or four days on that on that deal. So I mean, we ran it back in 2005, you know, and ran really well there. And I love I love the Peterborough Speedway track and everything uh, JF does there is awesome, but. It's just it's, it's there's just a lot of time spent doing that one. And uh and if the velocity for sunset gets rescheduled, we'd uh we'd uh, I'd like to entertain that one as well.
0: Ah, you'd be a player out of any of them, I can well imagine. Hit the sponsors on that championship card. There's seven. You did awesome and I know they mean a ton.
2: Thank you very much. Just wanna thank uh the CIPG group, uh the Wild Boar group, uh the Tuffy Solutions. We've got uh um Pro Solutions, VP Transportation, Excite Bio, Best Safety Training, the Yarmouth Group, uh, Below Average Golfer, and SRS Detailing. Every single one of them. bill Windows, uh, Inventory Express. Uh, just every single one of them. That that helped out this year with uh, fulfilling what we wanted to get to for the championship. All made it that much worthwhile.
0: Well, you did dynamite, and we can't thank you enough for your time uh, joining us here on Race Time Radio. Congratulations. On the quick, quick super stock, stock championship, Pete. And I know we look forward to catching up with you wherever you end up, bud.
2: Sounds good, man. Appreciate it, Joe.
0: You betcha. That is Pete Wees, driver of the number seven. He comes away uh, with a championship uh, dynamite job. Uh, we got to congratulate the 43 of Jay Doer, also the super stock champion at Delaware Speedway, on the Saturday program and the Friday night program, if you will. Uh, but that is going to bring us to the top of the hour. And we're going to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on some news and highlights. And then we're back for hour two. Stay with us. We'll be back.
3: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM channel 167.
0: FaceTime Radio is brought to you by the quality Inn Halifax Airport. The official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got
5: chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Yeah. Holy
3: cow.
6: The thrill of the race. Yeah.
3: He's way sideways. Definitely sliding
6: into it.
8: Out of control. Unbelievable how quickly think things can change in racing. You just
6: never know
3: how it's going to play out. No. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll
8: with it. We're we'll enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. it. All right, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. No.
3: Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man.
4: <laughs> <laughs> We're
3: back with our number two of Race Time Radio. <laughs> with the two Joes. Here. Time radio on Sirius XM 167 where Canada talks.
0: And yes, like that. Hour number two begins, and uh, you only got one Joe tonight. The other Joe is uh, uh, still at Delaware Speedway uh, finishing up the 2022 NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, Cars are still on track right now. Uh, The nine of Brandon Watson. Leads the 80 of, uh, uh, I want to say that as Donald Tiege. Uh, back to the 74 of um, uh, Kevin Lacroix. And to his outside, the 20 car of Trayton is uh, Still anybody's game here. Uh, but I do believe Watson has pretty well led absolutely every lap. Other than a few that DJ Kennington has led in that 17 Castrol Edge Dodge. The green flag comes out. We will get you uh, more as things unfold here, but let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And let's welcome in a good buddy of Race Time Radio. Uh, it is Tim Terry from Tim's, Motor, uh, Tim's Motorsports dot uh, com, uh, and he is with us. Timmy, what's going on?
5: What's going on, Joe? How's uh, how's everything in
0: Ontario? Uh, we're okay here. How are things out there? It sounds like. Uh, it, it it got pretty ripped up out in the Halifax area and uh I know you were out and around the province today. Uh w- what all did you see?
5: So I'm on the the side of the province that that came pretty much unscathed. I'm in Yarmouth right now. We just finished off in Lake Dows at Motor Speedway season finale, their fun day. Uh great day, awesome people. Can't say anything bad about this racetrack. Uh great racing too. Uh, sportsman division is always close, uh, but they, they came out unscathed. Uh, everybody else from Halifax, on up pretty much got a wallop. Uh, Sydney postponed their card for next weekend already because of the devastation in the city. Mm. Uh, racetrack got away pretty much unscathed. Lyndon told me the pit booth has a new location on the, on the property. No. But he said other than that, he said everything else seemed to be pretty status quo other than we can't, in good good mind, put on a race when everything around us is, is not right.
0: Right, right. It would have been hard getting fans out, uh, too, I can well imagine. There would have been a lot of cleanup, even if they didn't get, you know, really nailed. Uh, it looked like uh, any of the footage i seen from downtown uh Halifax. Uh, there seemed to be a lot of leaves and a lot of crap down uh that people were cleaning up today.
5: A lot of leaves, a lot of limbs. uh Dartmouth got hit hard. Uh, I talked briefly with Lawrence Hopper. The racetrack, Social Speed currently has no power. Our ETA for restoration Wednesday, I think. Uh, so it's going to make it a very quick turnaround to get the facility ready to go racing for next weekend's Tirecraft 200 and the Tim's Corner Motorsports finale Friday for the Carstar Weekly Series. But I think they can get a turnaround. Most of our teams are ready to go because they were ready to go last week before Fiona swept through. So I, I think if there's any silver line to all of this, I think that's probably what it is.
0: Well, and let's hope, right? Let's hope we get some beautiful weather next weekend uh, to offset the crap that rolled through there this weekend. Uh, Hopefully we get blessed with a beautiful, beautiful East Coast weekend out there to wrap up uh, the season at Scotia Speed World. And not to mention, you still got to wrap up the 2022 edition of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Uh, You've got, uh, is there still... A championship there, uh, or has the ninety nine got it in the bag? Or who's the te- the, the points leader right now? Well,
5: so kind of based off the way the rules are written. As long as he makes a pace lap, and he being Craig Slonway, he's locked up the championship. You know, pending post race technical inspection or whatever else goes through there. But he's pretty much got locked up. Just has to make a pace lap, and I'm gonna I'm gonna like the championship picture on our series to what they had down here at lake dowsett with the sports and division kyle hines won that division down here and he said i feel like i don't deserve the championship because i've had too many mulligans you look at the tour this year everybody including craig Sloan, like you, you think back to the iwk 250 he didn't finish the way he wanted to almost didn't start that race mm-hmm. uh the summer clash 250 kind of had the same issue if we look back next or last week, I'll be at none of hard points race, but the Mike Stevens Memorial, he had bad luck up there. It just no luck in these fake races. But everybody else had mulligans too throughout the season. It just that Craig minimized those mulligans in order to have a championship lead enough to go in and try to start this race and win a second consecutive title.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you're right, Tim. Uh, that there was see, he either had a really good day. Or he had a really bad day. And I know, uh, like you say, that IWK 250, when they were doing the motor swap out and, you know, they had guys running all the way back to Halifax and, uh, you know, grabbing engines and parts and uh, trying to get it all together and then for things to just have fallen flat uh, the way that it did uh, was a real heartbreak for the 99. But uh, you know what? That's the way it happens and uh, that, that, that'll that turn you into a good racer and uh, definitely the 99 has really been tearing it up here the last couple seasons with a title last year. And I don't know how many feature wins he had, but he was on the show every week as the winner. Uh, he had a real dynamite series uh, last year and it hasn't been no slouch this year. Uh, other than a, uh, you know, a, a few races where other guys have gone to victory lane. Ashton Tucker comes to mind. Uh, Cole Butcher won, uh, like there has been the wins, but uh, hey, we're, I think we're going to be in for a dynamite last race of the season uh, next weekend when we get to uh, Saturday. It's a 200 lap race, and if there's anything I've ever noticed, Tim, with that series in a 200 lap race, lots can change.
5: Absolutely. Uh, We've got, as far as I know, we're going back to the old rules where we have a halfway break at 100 that you can, as far as I know, it's a six-tire race. I don't want to speak ahead of school, but I'm pretty sure it is a six where you can put two tires on the car at some point during the race and and kind of play with that that way. Uh, But there's all kinds that are going to change. There's 21 cars scheduled to be there yesterday that we had to postpone the race one week. Gary Elliott is not going to be there because he's going to Flamborough next weekend. Uh, So we're down to 20. Uh, but it's, it, it's anybody's race at the end of the day. Craig White's won four. He told the Herald he should have won six, which he was in a photo finish with Ashton Tucker earlier this year. He could have won PEI with, with everything that went on in a green-white checker there this year. The first race at Riverside where he got uh, tangled up with the 67 of Blankhorn, he could have won that one. Uh, easily, White out of 11 races, White could have won seven. Uh, he's just been that good. It's been a championship season for him. Could be the first time we have a back-to-back champion since uh, John Fleming, and I think thirteen and fourteen. Uh, you just don't usually see these runs on this series, but somebody's going to want to try to win that race on on Saturday. You know, Craig's going to be gunning for it because he's got realistically nothing to lose. Got nineteen others though, that want to finish the season off with a checkered flag.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you mentioned the name John Fleming, uh, driver of the ninety-seven. Do you think we're going to see him back out? I know the car has been out. Uh, Are we going to see Johnny Boy back out for one last kick into can this year?
5: Unless he has plans for next weekend, I think the answer is yes. Uh, He went to the 250 in Fredericton, and and one of the guys kind of told me we were throwing adjustments at it and going backwards instead of forwards. It just wasn't our weekend. Uh, I know the last time we were at the summer clash, 250, they were throwing everything from uh, tire adjustments to it. To I, I know in the middle of the week they changed carburetors. Friday before qualifying, they were changing shocks and springs. They just haven't hit on something, and we all know that once John Fleming and, and Pat Ryder and that team hit on something, they're going to hit on it and they're going to run with it. So I'm interested to see what, and not in a bad way, what Team Fleming shows up to the racetrack on Saturday. Is it one of those teams that's going to show up and contend for the win, or are they going to be thrashing and, and trying to and trying to find something when the uh, when the green flag flies?
0: Yeah, and then add in guys like the 67 of Blankhorn. Hopefully, he shows up. And he's got, uh, you know, that, that auto world number 67 out there. You know he's got to be gunning for another win.
5: So they pulled motors after the Summer Clash 250, and he'll be the first one to tell you we have not put the motor back in the car. So the, I would say the unless they get adventures this week, the answer is probably going to be no on the 67. They bypassed the Mike Stevens Memorial. I know Dylan was looking at the event, but he's been busy with his businesses up home and- uh, I know the one thing. I'm, so I'm sitting here with a car that should have a motor in it at some point, uh, going through Auto World because this uh, this Chevrolet 3.5 we can't figure out what's wrong with it. <laughs> uh, I got a call from Donnie today, and they said we don't have any power on Roby Street. They're thinking Wednesday by the time we get back up. Wow! So they're busy on on the business side as well. Would love to see Dylan back in the car. I heard rumors he's potentially dabbling in some sportsman stuff. Uh, he won a. a uh, ATV drag race at the Nova Scotia Provincial Exhibition this year. Uh, so he's been busy doing other things, just not in the pro-stock side of things. Would love to see him there. Obviously, the Butcher brothers are going to be strong. Uh, Nicholas Noggle was racing down south to Five Flags this weekend. Not sure if he's back up home or not for next weekend or not. Uh, Marty is going to be there. Tony Leonard's going to be there. Uh been trying to twist the arm of Waylon Farrell and, and Wyatt McCullough to bring that car out for one more run. Uh... Matt Vaughn's had an incredible season. Russell Smith Jr.'s knocking on the door of victory lane. Donald Chisholm's going to be strong. Uh, I don't have the entry list in front of me, but you've got 20-plus strong cars getting ready to go for it. And uh, It's a 200-lap race. There's a lot that can happen over 200 laps.
0: No, it's going to be lights out. Uh, It always is, Tim, and uh, I always look forward to the 200 to cap the season uh, out there in the Maritime Pro Stock Tour. Uh, Tim, you've been doing a dynamite job with uh, Tim's Corner TV, you literally have been everywhere this year. You've had some dynamite races on. Uh, if there's a race on and it's a big race in the Maritimes, chances are you've got it and you're doing it live. Uh, same thing for next weekend, right? You've got uh, Friday night. Uh, you'll be doing all that action. And then right into Saturday, uh, is that the plan right now?
5: Yep, absolutely. Uh, we'll be there Friday night with the Car Star Weekly Racing Series as we've been every Friday night for their season finale. Six champions to crown. Uh, there's two or three divisions that are kind of signed, sealed, and delivered right now. The other ones are close. The Fleet Break Atlantic late model sports fight has been a fight all season long. It's going to come down to one final 38-lap feature between three of the biggest names in Nova Scotia, late model racing, and, and the likes of Devin Smith, Pete Miller, and Alex Johnson. Uh, that's going to be one to watch. And then on Saturday, we've got the Tire Craft 200 and also season finale's uh, not only for the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, but also for the Maritime League of Legends Tour and the Passion Loring East Coast Mini Stock Tour as well. So that's going to be a, a, a good show. Uh, we'll have the October 15th race at Petty Pro Stock finale up there for their local stuff, their open show, $4,000 to win sportsman race, uh, and all the rest of their champions being crowned on October 15th. And then who knows what happens with, with the Bud Speedway race that we, we just got canceled today due to Fiona. Who knows where that lands? We're, our, our goal is to be there with video. It's just a matter of where that, that event lands and who we can get for crew. And uh, I know our crew, uh, we're, we're a bunch of amateurs that go off the road. we got a bunch of four-cylinder guys that used to uh, used to race cars that wanted to be a part of the show that they could be a part of. So we're having fun. We're doing a, a, a good job. And I uh, want to give a shout-out to Rev TV as well. They picked up the Summer Clash 250. I actually ran into somebody at the racetrack today that said, I watched the 250 last night at 4 a.m. in the morning. Uh, you guys did a great job on it, whatever else. And, uh, the TireCraft 200, once once we get this race done, it'll, it'll be packaged and uh, ready for all the racing.
0: Yeah, and that's cool. That's cool. I was going to mention that as well on Rev TV. If you have not subscribed to Rev TV Canada yet and you are uh, you know anywhere across this country, uh, now is actually a really, really good time to subscribe to the channel uh, we're heading into the off season. As mentioned, there, Tim's got races uh, that are going to be on there. Uh, that 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 clash. The 250 was just off the rails. If you don't know what I mean, trust me when I say you got to watch that race. Uh, it, it was, uh, Tim. It would have shown really well. I can well imagine. Off
5: the rails was an understatement. Um, <laughs> that was that was that was a uh, a wild race to say the least. Temper flare. We had fuel mileage, any, anything you ever want from a stock car race. I think we had a little bit of it at the 250. Um, but a, a great show nonetheless and a memorable show uh, at the end of it with Ashton Tucker taking away the win on an essentially three-wide finish to the end. Uh, that was a great show. Uh, I know we. Uh, I talked to Mike and Ed. We've got the Mike Stevens race in there on the can sometime for the winter if they ever need content. Uh, it's going to be on there as well. That was a great race last weekend, Jason Carnahan and – uh, all of the staff there at Petty Raceway, Wayne and Ellen Smith did a great job putting that together and just a, just a great event It's one of those marquee events if you've never been to Petty International Raceway, put that one on your bucket list. Get out here and enjoy it. But, uh, it, it's always great to see our, our stuff on Rev and I, I know our, our producers and everything else get that little, uh, extra feather in their cap when they get to sit back and say, hey, I produced that thing, that
0: thing. Exactly. Exactly. And nowhere else in Canada uh, and not, not any other channel can you go to and uh, watch the RS1 Cup Series uh, from B.C. and then turn around and, uh, you know, a couple of days later, if not within hours, uh, turn around and pick up East Coast uh, Pro Stock Tour Racing and all points in between. Uh, Rev TV Canada's got a lot of things to be proud of right now, and uh, there, there's uh, there's going to be a lot more subscribers to that channel. You can bet. Uh, uh, there's a lot of great a lot of great races, Tim. That as we go throughout the course of our busy summers, not all of us get a chance to see everything all the time, and uh, it, it's kind of refreshing to be able to do that in the off season and and flick that on and uh, watch it for the first time. It's cool.
5: Well that that's just it. And it, it doesn't matter if it's Rev T V or the, the Tim's Corner subscription or you know what Tony does with, with Pit Row T V and Cars Tour and whatever. It's always nice to have that content in the off season when you're kinda you know, in that funk trying to wait for that next season to move around because Joe you know as well as I do the uh, the off season in Canada is longer than anywhere else.
0: <laughs> and it's colder than anywhere else. Yes. I know Robert Hart always said to me, hey, Joe, the beer's always colder at New Smyrna Speedway. Well, just like he always says that, I can always say, well, in the winter, the off-season's always colder up here.
5: <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. and I. I know if there's cold beer to be found in the Maritimes, I know Brad, man, has got it. So we've got to ask him the next time where the coldest beer in the offseason is there around here.
0: Yeah, we'll have to do that, absolutely. So things fire off Friday night. Uh, one of those common denominators, one guy I'm going to be watching, Tim, uh, has got to be Miller. Man, that guy's had a great year.
5: Except for Riverside, where he finished fifth. He hasn't had a feature finish worse than fifth since the first week of August. We're, at, we're in October. Let's let's call it state a, spade a spade. We're a week away from October, and his worst finish since August is fifth. And all the other races have been podium finishes. Wins in the AJK, wins at the Superior Foundations One Hundred. Uh, he's holding the hot hand. He's got the biggest hole to climb out of too. So it's hard to beat Devin Smith. Devin Smith had to come from a bent rear end in the heat race last week to finish fourth. And if he wins the championship, that's the night to save it. But that's going to be a great show. TCM finale Friday, 7 o'clock on Friday. Get to the racetrack. Six champions to be crowned. Final races of the season. And then we go on Saturday with those uh, those three touring divisions, and that's going to wrap up the Scotia Speed World side of things uh, for the season. Lake Dowsett just wrapped up today with, with their deal. Uh, Sydney's waiting for their one reschedule event. bed has been done for almost a month. Fredericton wrapped up today. I haven't seen any results from Frederton, uh yet. Petty's got one more, but it's... Uh, Pretty slim pickings here for the next couple of weeks. Mary she's got a big street stock race next week as well. Uh, but other than that, it's uh, getting closer to banquet season and uh, rules meetings and starting the buyers all over again for 2023.
0: Absolutely. I know we've got Fest coming up, Flamborough Speedway, and then we head to the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. I know you have taken in the Autumn Colors Weekend. You did it last year, too. Are you coming back this year, Timmy? I
5: would love to be there. I just don't think the characters are going to be in the, uh, in the favor this year. I know I went up with Robbie Thompson last year, and uh, he did a lot of legends racing down here up until last year. Then he got crazy and bought himself a dirt track. Uh, so he's been busy with that. They actually have three races left to go. They lost one uh, last weekend. Their first race they lost all season due to rain. They're going to make that up uh, at the end of the season. But they race next Sunday. They race the weekend after Thanksgiving Day weekend. And then they run October 23rd to close off their season. Most racing of anybody to do in October is, is Robbie and, and Chris is over at Valley Raceway. But uh, I'd love to get up to Autumn Colors Classic. That was a blast last year. Love that event. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be in the cards this year. But uh, I know Justin Collison was on me after we did all the I stuff this year. You yeah. got to come to Flamboy. You got you got to come up for uh, for October and it's just right now we still got racing over here. It's just not in the cards right now, but. Uh, who knows what might change in the next couple of weeks. I don't know where. Well, I know
0: I'm going to coach speed next weekend, but other than that, I have no idea what I'm doing on Sunday. Well, I know, Tim, uh, we will be following along, uh, following along with absolutely everything you do. And we uh, much appreciate the time and all your efforts out there on Canada's East Coast to keep us all up to date all the way across, uh, to, right, right across the country uh, with Tim's Corner TV and Tim's Corner Motorsports uh, you do a phenomenal job, my friend, and uh, this has been great catching up with you tonight.
5: Yeah, I appreciate it, Joe. It's uh, It's been a good time, and uh, uh, we'll get. Uh, I'm going to get some sleep in Yarmouth, and uh, hopefully this car makes you back on the five-ish cylinders that it's got left, and uh, we'll get back to Scotia Sea World and uh, get power back at the racetrack and get everything back up for uh, next week. I can't wait for it. It's going to be a great weekend. If you can't be at the racetrack, tickets on sale right now at ca uh Tim's Corner.TV is going to have it, but the best way to enjoy it is at the racetrack. So get there. We're going to have fun Friday night with the Car Show Weekly Racing Series, as we usually do, and then we're going to cap off that ECI program on Saturday.
0: Sounds absolutely awesome. Tim, take your own advice. Keep the hammer down, my friend.
5: I'm going to get some sleep in Yarmouth before I do that, but we'll, uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow. When you can count on
0: that. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Thanks so much, Tim, for the time. Awesome. Anytime, Joe. Thank you. You bet. Tim Terry out on Canada's East Coast. Uh, what a guy. What a, just a dynamite job. You want to catch some great racing next Friday night? Uh, you can do that. Get to Tim's Corner, uh, dot TV. uh You don't want to miss it. And uh, yeah, and same thing with that Tirecraft 200. It's going to be off the rails as well. Uh, we've got so much to look forward to in only a few more weeks to get absolutely all of it in. We are going to hit a break. When we come back, we're going to go to Canada's West Coast. And we are going to grab ourselves Riley Seabird. Uh, I'm also having a peek at what's happening at Delaware Speedway. Brandon Watson wins his first NASCAR Pindies race. He did it in his number nine and peeled off the rookie stripe off the back of the car. He is now no longer a rookie in the series. Uh, and the 96th of Marc Antoine Camera is just rolling in to victory lane as the champion. So we're going to try and shake these guys down in uh, the second half of this next hour and see what all we can come up with. But I do know we got Riley Siebert coming up on the other side of the break. Stay with us.
4: She was a girl short dress. I
5: was a boy in. And- with to win the calling that orange like a stalling. I was the
4: one who kept waiting. From coast
3: to coast, you're listening to Canada talks. to Canada talks.
4: Hey, this is JP from Peterborough Speedway. This Thanksgiving weekend, October the 7th to 9th, we're hosting our annual Autumn Colors Classic, the biggest racing event in Ontario. Three days of racing action at Peterborough Speedway presented by Lucas Oil in Pure Country. Hi, right, man. You're ready to go. This year, the Speedway hosts 10 divisions of racing action with the best drivers in the country appearing. Friday, it's first round qualifying for the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Super Stocks, Legends, Hot Rods, along with the Young Gun Racing. all you gotta do. Gates will open at 5 and racing will start at 6. Saturday, October the 8th, it's second round qualifying action with B features, and late models and junior late models along with outlaw midgets added to the belt. Sunday, October the 9th, wraps it all up with feature events for all divisions, including the late model Electric City 167. Pierrot Speedway in Pure Country bringing you to Crown Jewelow Racing, the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic Weekend of October the 7th and the 9th. Visit pierrotspeedway.com to book your tickets in advance. Good job, driver, good job!
0: Tonight's Race time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca.
3: Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Alper.
5: Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band.
3: From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes.
4: Hey, shake and bake, Cal. Woo! Shake and bite. And
3: here on Race Time Radio.
0: And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio uh, with you live tonight on Sirius XM channel one sixty seven Canada Talks, uh, live on RacetimeRadio.com dot and live on our new YouTube page, uh, live at uh, RaceTime Radio TV. So uh, so glad you could tune in, every- tune in, everybody. Uh, we are going to get Riley Siebert up on this hotline. Uh, we're digging away there. Uh, Sue will get Riley up on the hotline and we'll talk to him about his RS1 Cup Series championship. Of course, all presented by Super Seal. And uh, pardon me, it was Riley that uh, went to victory lane. And he did a dominating fashion last week, uh, winning both feature races from Area 27 uh, to cap the season off and to uh, claim championship uh he did that uh so it was a great great weekend for Riley Siebert. uh but speaking of good weekends man it was a beautiful weekend at uh, Delaware Speedway did they ever do a dynamite job this weekend uh with championship racing on Friday night uh Jill Lawrence comes away with the Bone Stock championship uh they crowned the champion in the V8 Super Stock uh, that was a new class that uh, sort of worked out for everybody. Uh, then on to uh, uh, Saturday, Friday night they went. Pete van ends up winning the championship there in the uh, super stock division for Quick Quick. Uh, J.R. Fitzpatrick wins in APC. Uh, the 96 car of uh, Marc-Antoine Cameron goes to Victory Lane, or not to Victory Lane, but to Championship Circle. In the NASCAR Pinty series uh, just uh, moments ago, Uh, he is the champion for 2022. Uh, But what do you say? uh, We do have Riley up on the hotline now. Let's talk some RS1 Cup series uh, with the champion himself for 2022, Riley Sieber. What's going on there, champ? How are you?
8: Oh, I'm doing great.
0: How about you? I'm doing fantastic. I know oh, I was really looking forward to catching up with all of you last week. And then I ended up getting uh, the, the cold from hell, so to speak. But I'm okay now. Uh, you, you had yourself a really, really good weekend at Area 27 to claim the championship, winning both feature races. What's that all about, man? You won up to all of them.
8: I, um... I ended up kind of surprising myself with that one. Um, the plan going into the weekend was to be, you know, conservative and, and try and just find a way to, to, to finish well enough to capture the, the championship. And, um, and then I just, I don't know. I, <laughs> I guess I turned on an extra switch there and, and qualified on pole, you know, second and a half ahead of second place there, ahead of Sean. And, and uh, Once I saw that on the timesheets, I just, I just thought, well, I, I best, uh, just go for it here and, uh, ended up, yeah, going two for two on the road course wins there. So, uh, so, you know, got the job done on the road course so nobody can say I just want it on the ovals.
0: (laughs) Exactly. You're, you're, uh, you're getting to be good at both ends of it here, Riley. Uh, Uh, you've always been good on the oval side of things. Uh, but uh, the road course now is got to be one of your fortés. Do you enjoy one more than the other type of configuration now, or do you look at both of them going? Yeah, man, I can't wait to get to both.
8: It's uh, yeah, I, I kind of view them as almost like two separate uh, sports, almost. Even though you're in the same car, I, I look forward to the ovals because it's um, it's just constant traffic. Um and I, I really like dealing with traffic. Uh, I find that I can um I can pick my way through, I can use a lot of traffic to my advantage if I need to. Uh whereas the road course is just a separate challenge. You're you know, you're you're through the gearbox a ton of times and you know, compression brake in the car and and, and uh and you got you know, like at Area twenty seven, you got sixteen turns to deal with. So a lot, of, a lot of calling on memory and, and, and remembering where the brake zones are and the throttle points and stuff like that at a road course. So it's just it's different challenges. They're they're not really the, the same beast, uh, and they're both just, I don't know, I love them both.
0: Well, you were up for the challenge, so to speak, this year. Uh, you had your way with absolutely everything, uh, whether it be Pro Light Model, uh, starting the whole season out with the Rattler 300 win at Penticton Speedway. Uh, you parlayed that big race and that big win into what really was, I'm going to call, a dream season. Would you call it a dream season from your side? Because it sure as hell looked like it.
8: Oh, it was, uh you know, last year I had the, the season from down, down under there. didn't go my way very well, just with some mechanical bad luck and some other things. And I... uh yeah i i just did the, the western rattler 300 win and and even from the time i took the the green flag on that thing uh it just felt different and i just i don't know it's been a, a snowball rolling here for the rest of the year and uh it was it was a nice bookend um to say the least here where you know won ten thousand dollars at the western rattlers 300 to start the year and Won ten thousand dollars in the championship bonus uh, at the end of the year for the RS1 Cup Series, so kind of squared off my year, my year and my season quite nicely there, and um, you know ended up, ended up bringing home just shy of twenty four grand in in the RS1 Cup Series and uh, another ten grand on the the Western island 300. So I I did pretty good this year, um, and, and looking forward to you know to the future and what I can do more of and and how I can continue to develop and learn.
0: Wow. Uh, amazing. To say the least, that, that is really cool that you had the success that you did uh, over the course of this year. Did you get out much after the Western Rattler 300 in your pro late model style car? Uh, or was it just that weekend uh, that, uh, that you had that, that car out, and then you switched your focus right over into RS1?
8: Well, I, I didn't really plan on running it that much because of just other schedule pro, you know, issues with the RS1 races as well as work. And, and so I didn't really have any big plans on, on running it, but I ended up running it uh, a couple weeks ago at Penticton Speedway just in the local show, uh, late model show and, uh, ended up winning that night as well. Um, so I'm, I'm two for two in main events in that car and 100% win it, win percentage right now in that car. So uh, yeah, feeling really good putting that thing in the box uh, for the winter, and uh, you know, not a scratch on it, and two wins, and seeing what we can come back with uh, in the spring for the other, for the next 300 and, and maybe some other. I mean, it, it's such a great piece that McCall built there. And it, it's it's super tunable. Um, you know, you and I talked earlier about getting out to the East Coast. Um, so I'll be looking uh, looking to next year trying to. Uh, Trying to maybe do one or two more uh, big money races and, and see what I see what I got
0: in that car. Uh, that would be so cool, Riley. I know you get you, like you guys are extremely busy as well. Life does get in the way, and I know everybody's got a job to do uh, Monday to Friday, so it gets a little testing, a little hard. Uh, you know, when you look and say, "Well, okay, I'm going to go race that race on the other end of the country," uh, it can sometimes be a real challenge. But you know, with the long enough runway you you can you know sort of fit those big cherry pick those big events uh and i know they would fit you like a glove uh to see you in some of those races uh, particularly i i would have to say the iwk 250 uh out on canada's east coast uh it would be kind of suiting to see you out there in that uh but you know it, it is what it is too you got uh, a very busy season uh, a lot of good races to do out in British Columbia. Uh, the RS1 Cup Series this year, Riley, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but that series feels as though it hit another gear. A totally different level this year uh, with uh, a car count was right up around that 24 cars each and every time you guys took to the racetrack, which has got to be a challenge uh, to go out and win when you got that many cars on the track. And it looks like things are growing real good for that RS1 Cup Series.
8: Oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, it was another notch this year having the prize money come into play. Um, and, you know, we're, we're now at the end of the season. Things are closed off. And, and it's that time where we're going to sit down and look like, you know, what did we do right? What did we do wrong? Uh, make a list and, and come up with some more improvements and and things we want to change and and to get it you know to the next level again um there's uh yeah i mean we got 27 cars in the stable now and um you know we're looking for for more people to to help look after and maintain and repair cars and um and and reaching out to more marketing partners and media and stuff like that to get more exposure for our drivers as well and and so there's uh there's definitely big potential and and we announced it at the driver's meeting, uh, well, I shouldn't say we, uh, Avion announced it at the driver's meeting that um, we're we're looking into a winter tour uh, in California and Arizona. Uh, so uh, it might see the RS1s down um, places like Laguna Seca or Infineon, uh, Tucson uh, for the Oval, um, and uh, try and maybe do two or three uh, snowbird races just to to keep everybody on their toes and, uh, something a little special down there. So, that uh, that's, that's the next step for us and what we're looking into. And, uh, it's still on the planning stages. And I think you'd see it if we did it in the, uh, the first quarter of 2023, but, uh, it's quite possible that we're going to do it.
0: Oh man, isn't that, that would be too cool. I'll tell you what, there'd be a lot of U.S. Uh, contingent that would really, really enjoy those RS1 Cup cars, uh, not to mention the Canadian guys would want to go down there and do a little bit of winter heat racing, if you will, in an RS1 Cup car on a totally different racetrack again. Uh, and that's that's the unique part about the RS1 Cup Series. Not only are they identically prepared, uh, all come out of the same shop, all come out with the same setup under them, uh, but to get the div- uh, diversity and variety of a different configuration racetrack uh, and put different drivers in some of them, man, I'll tell you what, this is a stuff that, uh, you know, the dreams are made of.
8: Yeah, I think we got a pretty good product and, and I know everybody's super proud of it. And, and uh, you know, the we want to make sure to showcase the depth of the field that we have out here. It's, it's, you know, there's no shortage of, of talented drivers as, you know uh sean mcintosh and cameron haley and of course my dad trevor and um even sean's cousin mark mcintosh has come a long way and he's a a real threat to the top five now Uh, the dowler boys are are mixed in there um of course everybody knows Noel from the from the uh, national series and, and what he did and he's he's he won a couple of races this year with us and his, uh, his brother Adam and, and then his youngest brother Griffin, uh, who's um, going, you know, has been to the, the world's finals in go karting a few times. He's coming out and he's getting his first little uh, experience in full body stock cars to, to make that next step. So, um, huge talent coming out of there and, and lots of development. And, and we're hoping that it's, uh, you know, it really grows the population and the talent pool out here. And, and gets uh, the seat time that all these development drivers out west were missing.
0: Absolutely. We are with Riley Seabird. He is your 2022 Super Seal RS1 Cup Series champion out on Canada's west coast. As mentioned, Riley, you've got a fork stuck in the season now. Uh, that does do it for everything. Uh, what do you do from here now? Uh like I know you got your dad's probably going to say, "Okay, now you're working some overtime for all the days that you miss going racing." Uh but what is the plan for you from here until uh I don't know, Christmas or so?
8: Well, we'll see. Uh we were joking the other day the the group that I do I do contract coaching with um we were uh, joking that it's uh it's almost simulator season um you know we we get it i've got a really expensive uh simulator that i do i racing on uh and of course it's a winter sport for me because that's when construction slows down and that's when i get back into it so uh that'll be one of one part of my winter plans is to get back into the simulator seat and, and kind of stay fresh uh that way we do uh the 24 hours of daytona every year on on racing. a team of us last year we finished second in the uh, lmp2 car so um, yeah, it, it just kind of turns into a bit more fun, and then, of course, maybe get south to the border for some, some real racing in, uh, in an RS1 car to stay fresh. Um, and then, of course, you know, I, I'm an avid backcountry snowmobiler, so you'll probably see my media, my social media, you'll see some pictures of me, uh out in the mountains, uh, getting some fresh air here this winter as well.
0: Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all, but just uh, keep your eyes peeled, man. That 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 gets hairy out there in B.C. You can have a lot of fun, but uh, you you got to keep your eyes wide open, I can well imagine.
8: Oh, yeah. she's uh, That's part of the excitement, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, the sponsorship on your race cars. Uh, who all have you got on your cars? I know... Oh, uh, you know not not only your pro light model but uh your rs1 cup car
8: so the pro late model uh has a you know great big lake excavating deck on the side of it the, you know our main business that's uh that was the parent company that started all this other madness that we have now um they're on the pro late model and and we you know Look after that. Do a ton of mining and earthworks and all kinds of civil construction with that with that business. And then my my RS one for the last two years has been uh, Super Seal construction products. And definitely got to thank them. Um, kind of met them through Area 27 um, back in in 2017. I was out uh, uh, working a broom, if you can believe it, uh, mm-hmm. out at the racetrack there and the owner of Super Seal drove in and, and I kinda had a bit of an idea of who he was and went over and introduced myself and um, and so you know to all the young racers out there that are that are always looking for that opportunity, the uh, best piece of advice is you never know who who's who and who's got backing and who's got uh, a love for racing. So um it's a bit of a a tip to making sure you're nice to everybody and, and uh don't know if don't ever overthink things like that because uh, opportunities come in uh, the weirdest times.
0: Yeah, <laughs> You're right. You never know uh, who's going to come up, especially when you're the guy with the broom. Uh, and, you know, somebody comes up and asks you a question. You just never, ever know. Riley Siebert, this has been great catching up with you tonight. Uh, congratulations on a dynamite season. Uh, congratulations on the Super Seal RS1 Cup Series Championship. And uh, all I can tell you, man, is I can't wait to find out uh, what you do for an Encore in 2023. And I know uh, we all look forward to seeing the schedule and uh, how everything else rolls out. And I know uh, Race Time Radio will be well on top of it through the off season. We'll get Al on here lots. And uh, we may even shake your tree every now and then, champ, to find out what's happening.
8: Right on. Well I appreciate the support that you guys give us and uh it's always it's always great to talk to you on Racetime Radio for sure.
0: You bet. Congratulations on the championship and you have a good one.
8: Thank you, and you too.
0: That's Riley Siebert, uh the the champ for two thousand and twenty-two. Uh man, did he do a good job behind the wheel. Uh, you can catch all those RS One Cup series races on Rev TV Canada. Uh, you watch, uh, anytime now I can well imagine the guys will be stacking them up and you'll be able to watch the full season in a day. Um, and you want to do that. Check out that RS one cup series, uh, the Western Rattler 300 as well on Rev TV Canada. Uh, you can see all of that, uh, right on Canada's motorsport network channel, Rev TV Canada. We're going to hit this final break of the show. We're going to try and check in with Delaware Speedway. We'll see if we can get a hold of Brandon Watson, the winner of today's race. Well, uh, I, I say we'll try. Well, I don't know for sure. We're going to give him a shout here over the commercial break. We'll uh, definitely try and reach out to Junior. We got to get you some information from Delaware Speedway and today's final NASCAR Pinty Series championship race. Uh, congratulations to the 96. We may even try uh, Mark Antoine on the other side of the break. Stay with us. We will be back all live tonight on Racetime Radio. Poor pitiful me,
5: roaming through them trees. Won't you help me out in the north country?
8: Underneath them pines. In the green,
5: flush scenery.
8: From coast to coast, coast,
5: coast, to
3: coast you're listening to Canada to Canada
0: Talks. Talks. Racetime Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew, also by the Wooden Door Bistro.
3: Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. If you stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how.
4: Hey, this is JP from Peterborough Speedway. This Thanksgiving weekend, October the 7th and 9th, we're hosting our annual Autumn Colors Classic, the biggest racing event in Ontario. Three days of racing action at Peterborough Speedway presented by Lucas Oil in Pure Country. Hi, right, man, You're ready to go. This year, the Speedway hosts ten divisions of racing action with the best drivers in the country appearing. Friday, it's first-round qualifying for the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Super Stocks, Legends, Hot Rods, along with the Young Gun Racing. You know all you gotta do. Gates will open at 5 and racing will start at 6. Saturday, October the 8th, it's second round qualifying action with B features. The late models and junior late models along with outlaw midgets added to the bill. Sunday, October the 9th, wraps it all up with feature events for all divisions, including the late model Electric City 167. Pierrot Speedway in Pure Country bringing you to Crown Julo Racing, the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic Weekend of October the 7th and the 9th. Visit pierrotspeedway.com to book your tickets in advance.
0: Good job, driver, good job! Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Ending Nova Scotia. Drivers, start your engines!
3: Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167.
0: And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM, channel 167, Canada Talks, uh, live on racetimeradio.com. And uh, how about our new Facebook page? Uh, or, pardon me, Facebook, our new YouTube channel, uh, and that is Racetime Radio TV. Check it out. Don't forget to hit uh, subscribe if you don't mind. Uh, we'd much appreciate it. We had a little kerfuffle off at the beginning of the show uh, with the, the audio not going down the line. Uh, but uh, I do believe we've got everything all sorted out. And we did uh, quite early on. But, uh, man, I'll tell you what, busy sh- show tonight. Um, we're we're trying to shake down and see who we can get uh, from Delaware Speedway, of course, today. The NASCAR Pinty series came to a, a head, came to an end and it was Brandon Watson winning today's race in the number nine car. Uh, Brandon won his first NASCAR Pinty Series race. Uh, we also have Marc-Antoine Cameron as the Series champion in the Payet Chevrolet, the number 96. He did a great job this year. And we're reaching out and uh, seeing who we can gather and seeing who we can get from the track. And uh, we'll see if we can get you some Totally up-to-date information from the Speedway. Uh, And I know Sue is working on that as we speak. And uh, what do you got? Yo, you got Junior. You got Junior on the hotline. That's good. We can pull Junior up on this show. I've been missing him here in the studio tonight. Junior, what's going on? You have a good weekend or what? What do you say I turned the right channel up? There.
7: Definitely an up-and-down weekend.
0: Up and down weekend. I had the wrong channel up, buddy, but, uh, I got the right one up there now. What's going on? Uh, so, uh, the, the rain finally quit and the cars hit the racetrack. You guys got a full race in today.
7: Yeah, we did. It was, uh, uh, now the, the fans did get to watch about 25 to 30 green or yellow flag laps. Um, you know, just, uh, while trying to keep the track dry through a couple of rain showers, but, uh. Uh, I think everybody would would agree that they got to see uh, the full race uh, and and uh, they definitely got a little bit of everything out of that uh, out of that Pinty's fall brawl uh, here at delaware speedway it was uh It was an incredible race um, it uh you know it definitely came down to the wire uh donald Teague and and brandon Watson uh, they showed a tremendous amount of short track um, uh courtesy but also aggression at the same time. Uh, I think they would both agree. Uh, they both made contact with one another. They both, uh, you know, raced each other extremely hard, uh, but neither one of them uh, impeded the uh, the forward direction of either one of their race cars, and uh, Brandon Watson was just the one to come out on top.
0: Yeah, he sure was, and Brandon had a good car all day long. Uh, watching the race in the first half, before we went on the air, Uh, Watching the number nine, he looked stout. Uh, There was a couple of restarts in there where the 17 of DJ Kennington started on the inside. Of course, the nine took the high side of the preferred lane on the restart. And it kind of looked like the old guy was going to get her done. Uh, Got out and did lead a few laps, but it didn't take the nine car too long before he found his way back around the 17 car. Uh, And he just sort of maintained that you know that that five six car length lead uh from what i could see junior for uh pretty well the race now i i I know in the second half of the race we were on the air so i wasn't really able to focus in on what all was happening but i did see your number 27 of andrew ranger uh just about make it over on his lid uh the 27 uh, really went for a ride there. Is Andrew okay? And I know the car really went flying.
7: Yeah, Andrew's okay. Um it was definitely a uh, a very unfortunate set of circumstances. Um the uh the eight car um of, of Raphael Lassard, uh, you know, he was racing right up front. Um don't know where he was at, whether he was in the second row or whether he was in the first row. Um I, I can't uh I can't remember where where he was. Um, in relation to you know how the how the entire deal got started, but he was right at the front. Um, we had just cycled back. We were uh, the 27 was a, uh, a trapped car on the on the the most recent yellow to that. So we had cycled back to the last car on the lead lap, and uh, when we took the green, I believe we were restarting in the 13th or 14th spot. Um, the the handling was going away on the 27. Basically, from the mid pack or the mid mid portion of that race, um, I swear we got hit by every car in the field
2: <laughs> uh,
7: throughout the uh, throughout the day, uh, and and knocked in the uh, you know knocked in the, the brake cal or the the brake cooling system. <coughs> Excuse me, and uh, the, the brake cooling system uh, started to give up the ghost a bit. So we, our handling was was already kind of you know struggling. So. Mired us back in the pack quite a ways, and unfortunately, when the eight car got turned, it collected everybody to the outside wall, and and uh, uh, Ranger was in that sweet spot where, really, you know, racers say there was nowhere to go, and uh, in some wrecks and in some instances, uh, this was truly that. Uh, you know, the the seas parted for a split second, um, and uh, the water came rushing back in, and and uh, uh, lo and behold, it, it ended up with uh, Ranger up on top of Tagliani. Uh, Tag's uh, you know car took a, a tremendous amount of damage, uh, and and so did Ranger's. Uh, Ranger is okay. Talk to him after, um, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll limp on to to uh, uh, you know fight uh, fight another season out in in 2023.
0: Yeah, just amazing. I know uh, it sounds like you've got that cold. Is it creeping in and grabbing you, Bud?
7: Hey, I've I've uh, I've spotted for uh, for four races this weekend. Um, uh, spotted for a tremendous amount of laps. I feel great, um, but uh, um, when you're uh, when you're spotting that much, it uh, it gives you a little bit of laryngitis. I think so uh, uh, for sure. I, I thought uh, you know maybe I was catching a little bit of a cold, but uh, uh, it's it's definitely uh, just the uh, the old voice box got
5: to work
0: out. Um, oh man, I, I, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, you started it all off. Uh, let me see you back Friday night. Uh, you were uh, who did you spot for Friday night? I can't remember now, right off the top of my head. I know you <laughs> got a win on Saturday with Dale and Martin yeah. in the yeah. hot rod class.
7: Rick Leburn I spotted for Rick Leburn in the in the casserole number eighty eight. Um, we, uh, we, we had a decent run going, uh, found that, uh, uh, the sway bar was actually binding up on it, uh, by the sounds of it. Um, and, uh, we actually ended up falling back to eight on Friday night. Uh, the quick wick series, my Lord, what a, uh, what a wild, wild, uh, championship event. Uh, there was a little bit of everything in that one. Lane Zardo, Derek Tamirzma, or Derek Tamirzma, Garrett Tamirzma, um, you know Dyson and Colliver and all those guys uh, could could go to victory lane and and uh, you know Rick Walt ended up picking up the win but uh, uh, unfortunately ended up getting disqualified which handed the win to Vanderwist uh, a great showing for the Quick Quick Super Superstocks uh, really a clean race uh, just a, a spectacular one um, then on Saturday I got a chance to uh, spot for my buddy Dale and Martin. <laughs> we, uh, of course, picked up the win in the Hot Rod Series. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, always a fun time uh, spot for him. And uh, as well, I spotted for Josh Stoddy, uh, who had a career best Delaware uh, outing. Um, you know, of course, he picked up a win earlier on in the year at Saubel, but uh, Delaware is a, is a rough track for him, and uh, we ended up coming home with a third. So um, a, a great outing for the Ridgeline, number 17. And uh, then today, you know, the. This is the down part. <laughs> yeah. We uh, ended up with a with a busted up race car, but uh, that's what happens in racing. And and uh, uh, looking forward to Frost Fest and and uh, as well October or uh, uh, Peterborough Autumn Colors, and uh, we got a few more races to go this year.
0: You know that Ridge Line Seventeen car, Josh Stadi, uh, coming home with that third place finish. Uh, watching the broadcast on G Force guys did a great job all season long, uh, but watching that. Uh, I believe it was uh, uh, Adam or was it maybe even Jamie saying that he was picking up on the 17 and watching the times. And tell you what, if that race would have been another 20 or 25 laps, you guys could have very, very easily ended up in victory lane. Uh, The 17 car was really coming to life towards the end of that race.
7: Hey, it's a normal thing for a spotter to do. Um, is, is to look down at our monitor while the race is going on and tell, you know, a little white lie to their driver. They say, you know, you're two-tenths better than the field or you're, you're three-tenths better than the car up in front of you. Go get them, you know? Mm. I thought I was doing that with Josh. Um, when I looked down and, and uh, I, I said, Josh, you're two-tenths better than everybody up in front of you. And I, I was looking at our monitor, and uh, just as a glance, and uh, lo and behold, we were two-tenths better than everybody, <laughs> including the leader. And uh, I, I said, man, like, go get it. And uh, he started laying down qualifying laps. And, man, there were times where he was a half a second faster than the leader. Um, and, and the leader had clear track. It was, uh, it was incredible. His car just came to life, about 40 laps to go. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be happier for the guy. You get the monkey off his back. You know, get uh, get a performance that's that's worth something uh, at at Delaware Speedway, um, and uh, you know the guys at McCall and and uh, all those guys they did a wonderful job uh, just uh, dialing Josh in, and and uh, uh, you know it's uh, it, it's not far from from the old homestead for for Mikey and and those guys, so they uh, they definitely helped Josh out and uh, and gave him some of that secret sauce.
0: He sure did. It was dynamite. Uh, good running for you. Uh, it was a great weekend, Junior. Uh, we got to thank you for your time jumping on here. Next weekend, you head to Flamborough Speedway. I take it for Frostoberfest. Uh, so you'll uh, you'll probably be down there next Sunday as well, right?
7: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The next uh, the next couple ones here, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be traveling around a bit. But uh, uh, hey. I've got to give a huge shout out to Marc Antoine Cameron for picking up the win, picking up the championship uh, in the Penny Series. I have to give a huge shout out to J.R. Fitzpatrick for winning the APC championship. Uh, two monumental championships here in, in Canada. And, uh, you know, hats off to both of them. I know that you definitely have said that in the air, but I want to go
5: on record saying the same.
0: Absolutely. Good job, Junior. Uh, you have a safe drive home. And uh, thanks so much for jumping on here and getting us up to date from Delaware. Absolutely, thanks. You betcha. That's Joe Chisholm Jr., usually in the studio here with me, but uh, had a busy, busy weekend spotting for different competitors, uh, as he always does, uh, with the NASCAR Penny Series and the number 27 of Andrew Andrew Ranger. But uh, that is going to do it for us tonight, live on Race Time Radio. Uh, So glad everybody could tune in tonight. We really appreciate it. Got to thank all of our guests and champions here. And I know next week we will have a whole pile more for you. Uh, Everything gets underway at 7 p.m. every Sunday night, all live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Uh, thanks to Susie here in the RTR studio, and thanks to absolutely all of you. Have a good race week, everybody, and we'll catch you next Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Race Time Radio. White flag is
3: to go. behind, Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come
8: on now, dig, dig, dig.
3: Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race
4: fan.
0: Excellent, buddy, Excellent.